I'm Erin. And I'm Alex. And today we're talking about Fruits Baskets Volume 9, which is chapters 49 through 53, and anime episodes everywhere. Um, yeah, it's all over the place in this season one. Season 2, episode 1, uh, season 2, episode 5, mm-hmm. season 1, episode 22, season episode <laughs> 2, and season ep- season season two episode two yeah season two episode six yeah it like skipped so when i was like doing my notes for this i was like this is gonna be fun to podcast about because it literally skips all over the anime they decided to just throw volume nine all over the place in this one and combine it with other stories to varying degrees of success yeah some i didn't mind we'll get obviously well i feel like i say that all the time but we'll get there (laughs) yeah i mean it opens up with uh summer vacation yeah summer vacation has just begun in the manga though in the anime it's not summer vacation yet they like changed it around yeah it's saying two summer but it's not quite there and then shigure talks about how summer is just a dream within a dream as an adult and i was like oof i felt that one i know i even i was like i relate to that now yes it is purely a dream within i guess a dream. unless you're a teacher yeah because you still get like a summer but even like teachers still have to do like prep work and stuff yeah i'd go to work every day still five days a week yay really <laughs> relish those summer days kids um you sound so enthused uh, i i don't I, I don't need summer vacation i just need a fall vacation i need to be off all of fall because all summer, of fall yes because summer is too hot to do anything that's true i hate the heat too so I just need to be off September through November, and I will enjoy myself by staying at home doing picking. nothing. Ooh, I can do pumpkin picking, apple picking. I love apple picking. <laughs> yeah, we live in an area where you can go apple picking and pumpkin picking. You can cut down mm-hmm. Christmas trees. All the blueberry picking too in the spring. Oh, and strawberry. You? They have strawberry festivals. Yeah. Oh no, I haven't done that. Yeah, me and my friends have done the strawberry festival a couple times. Oh, I should go to that. I don't like blueberries. Yeah. But I do like strawberries. Anyway. <laughs> back on the train so yuki is going off to student council uh in the manga he's going to school to go to student council in the anime he's just going to school early um yeah he was like going to school during the summer and they're like you have to go during the summer but yeah in that anime school hasn't ended yet yeah and him and kale get into an argument whatever but the funny part about that is that toru is asking him to stop arguing as she swings around a a hot iron yes I was like, Toru, you could really hurt someone with that. Yeah, they're like, please, stop. <laughs> um, also, at this part, because I have wrote, written this in my notes, it almost looks like Toru's hair is shorter, but I think it was just the way it was drawn, because I was, like, in my notes writing, like, did Toru cut her hair? But I think, like, they gave her, like, pigtails, at least yeah. in the manga, and it, her hair looks so short. Mm-hmm. Very aside, but... <laughs> yeah. But, uh... He, you can kill get into an argument because yuki calls kill boring or whatever and then but that's a point of contention for yuki because he thinks about that through the rest of the chapter about how he's like yeah i know i am boring he's like i'm just a boring boring a boring boring person um and so he sets off to school thinking that about himself and uh he gets to the student council room and there's a girl on the floor and a bunch of paper everywhere um, yes it's all destroyed all destroyed and he's just like what happened um and she gets up and she is like sorry i'll fix this anyway and then she goes to get uh another boy who's sleeping on a couch within a closet 
I don't understand yeah, why the couch is in the closet. Explained. There's like a closet with a couch and there's a boy sleeping. Yeah. And and I love this character. Yes. So much. So she wakes him up and he's basically like, I he says, I don't want you to wake me up unless it's aliens. And she's like, well, it's Yuki Soma. And he's just like, crap. Why didn't you wake me up sooner? <laughs> now he knows I was slacking off. Not even just like think he was slacking off now he knows i was Leg- slacking off legitimately slacking off also this episode's combined with something from like an er like a storyline from earlier yeah but we're gonna mainly be talking obviously about this part yeah and uh this this is the introduction of the hurricane that is uh kakiru manabe and i love him so much i even wrote in my notes like before he even arrives i'm like he's coming i know he's coming, he's coming. <laughs> because like we were both looking forward to be able to talk i feel like I don't remember what episode, but in an early episode, we even said that there's a character later on that we really love in Yuki's storyline, and this is the character. Yes. Like, we love him so much. I love Matabe. And he he's take, crazy. Yeah, he takes in a, a good way. He takes a bit of a break from the story after his initial introduction um, because summer. Yeah. Uh, but he comes back with a vengeance later. Yes. <laughs> and he's, he's, there, he's there to stay after that. Um, he's so entertaining and like he basically yeah. just spouts a bunch of random nonsense oh, yeah. when he first sees him he tells him all these nicknames he could call him and like he gave him all these nicknames and then one of them was like hey you yeah as a possible nickname and then he was like but you can call me and i forgot what he told me show he yeah because he's like no one calls me that and i want to keep it interesting so show is an alternate tr- uh pronunciation of the characters that make up his name his mm. first name because japanese characters have multiple different pronunciations depending on different things blah 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 so a lot of times for names you'll see characters written out but you also see hiragana next to them to tell you how to pronounce their names because hiragana is their uh, phonetic alphabet so basically he's just he's giving yuki an alternate way to pronounce the kanji characters that make up his name yeah um it's basically someone whose name is andrea but like you can call me andrea yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because it's a possible pronunciation a different pronunciation of it um so Yuki's just like, what the fuck? Or like if their name's Natalie and you can be like, you can call me Nathalie or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Just like an alternate pronunciation of something. Um, and, and then he also calls the color black and Yuki's like, what does that mean? Like your tea? Like what is? And like, he doesn't explain it right away. No. But uh, it does get explained. It does. And uh, Yuki makes the unfortunate... Um, likeness he's like who why does this guy remind me of somebody and then he's like oh my god he reminds me of him and he thinks about his brother which i also love that character too so like those are the over the top characters i like it's so funny though because i don't really like imx we've talked about this like i think he's okay i've come to terms with him more as an adult but like i really like manabe but i don't there's something different about manabe than i think he's he's more understanding i feel like I he I feel like he is a force of nature, but I feel also feel like he's a good listener. Or I feel like he's a force I, of nature. I feel like Ayame is not a very good listener. No, like at least to, specifically towards Yuki. Like I think it were t- in terms of like I feel like he's a good listener to like Hattori and mm-hmm. stuff, but like not to Yuki. Not to Yuki. Yeah. Like whereas Manabe is you'll see much later. Much I don't know. Yeah, you see later down the line. He's a he's a really good listener, and he's really he's a really good friend to Yuki later. Um, and he really like helps him work through things and stuff like that. Where I feel like IMA, he's he's kind of like he is he is what Hattori is to IMA. I feel like yes, I could see that. You know, um, like he, like um, 
the ones where he's serious, but they have the more lighthearted, like, chaotic friend. Yeah, exactly. The one keeps them grounded. Was There's, like, that stupid, like, you know, you ever see those cheesy quotes that, like, people always get tattooed, like, where it's, like, you keep me grounded and you keep my head in the sky or yeah. something. It's like that. It's, like, that kind of relationship, though. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's, it's really great. And then the president comes back in. He's crazy. Um, and he's also like, crazy. And again, in this episode, they combine it with another storyline with the president. So you actually see the president more in the anime episode. Because mm-hmm. there's like a... Yeah, we, uh, we already talked about this in an earlier episode. Yeah. but um, And so, yeah, he comes in and basically is just like, I chose these people because they're like super good and blah, 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 blah. And Yuki's like, and, like what? Yeah, but, oh, yeah, because he asks Yuki how he thinks and Yuki gives him like this like absolutely devastated look. And he's like, you love it so much, you're speechless. And I'm like, you don't no. know how to read facial expressions because he is not thrilled. He's not happy because it's like, oh, this girl like destroyed the classroom and he's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's definitely he could have dealt with Machi because that's the girl's name, Machi, which you yes. figure out at some point. I like, like her, too. Um, I also this, like her character. Yeah, during this chat and then but like well, it's Monabe that's yeah <laughs> i feel like yuki's storyline really does get good once he joins the student council yeah because like i really like a lot of the student because you meet even more members of the mm-hmm. student council later like in future volumes and like i like them too so i feel like the whole student council is interesting and it makes you more invested in yuki's storyline yeah i think he also starts to move a lot more yeah, forward. Yeah, he has more character growth. It, like, it, from here, point, here on. The student council, especially one member in particular, <laughs> who is the force of nature, um, he helps him grow a lot, I feel like. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that. Because um, I feel like I feel like Kyo and Toru um, have gradual growth through the entire thing. And it's not that Yuki doesn't have any growth in the beginning, because I definitely think he does. Yeah. But I, I do think that he's a bit slower paced up until you get to, like, after the beach house which is the next storyline kind of after this um and then if we're going to school in the student council i think that's when you kind of get a bit more of an accelerated yeah because after this volume is like for those who have already seen the anime is like the beach house like storyline like you said and so it does take like a break from the student council characters Mm -hmm. but then after that you get back into it yeah and like you but the president says uh manabe is like i love Manabe. he's uh the example of the fine line between between genius and insanity and he is he really is like he's like he picked these people to like work best with yuki i'm like does this man know nothing about yuki because like he pro- I, don't I think guess he does. i guess it's a blessing in disguise well maybe he but, did think he would balance out like yuki's seriousness yeah i guess so because i feel like manabe like more like creative and like yeah all over the place but like because i feel like there's um so like Machi's pretty toned down. Like I she's feel very like besides for destroying the classroom, she's a yeah. good pick. Yeah, like she's pretty like like besides for destroying things, which you do find more about later, but like she destroys stuff and like but besides for that I feel like she's a pretty studious person. Yeah, like, she, yeah, she's pretty like even keel for the most mm-hmm. part. And then like there's calm an, temperament. Yeah, and then like the other two student council ones you, you that you'll meet later. <laughs> like love, one of them I love is, the one girl. One of them is basically on the same level as Manabe as in like energy and craziness. And then the yes. o- and the other one is like I would res- He's I w- more serious. And the other one I would say is a lot more like Kyo. Yeah, I would say his personality, is, angry. His personality like is a lot serious. like Kyo. He's like a mix of Yuki and Kyo in a way. Yeah. Because he has like Yuki's like seriousness caring about school, but like Kyo's intensity and like yeah. easy to anger. He like gets mad about everything all the time. Like Yuki kind of you just know, like. kind of reminds me a little bit um, of like Ida from My Hero with like that seriousness. And then he like, because you know when like Ida like yells at Deku? Yeah. 
Like, it kind of reminds me of that. Like, he yells at them when they don't respect school and things like that. Yeah, like, Yuki kind of just accepted his fate and was just, like, dealt with the blows as it came, where this guy <laughs> is, like, a rigid wall of just, like, I will not let you affect me. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't always work out in his favor. Or I don't think it ever works out in his favor. But, um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a funny student council. So this is a good first meeting. Yeah, and then, and then Matabe makes Yuki walk him over out because Matabe has work. Uh, it's like part-time work or whatever so he makes Yuki walk out to uh, after school with him mm-hmm. and uh oh, this is when you find out about why he chose black as his yeah, color yeah and then he just he's like you know that he's like Yuki's like oh why did you decide to join the student council if you have if you have a lot of like and uh and he was like well he's like the student council is called the student defense force and that was just cool of a name he's like i'm really into like super sentai stuff which is basically like power like, rangers yeah like power rangers and stuff like that so that's why he chose black because he wanted to be like the black power ranger yeah. he's like i because <laughs> it's like oh it's i'm the cool mysterious one yeah and he's like i guess you could be like what do you say blue or red no no he said you're our leader so you should be red yeah 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 and he goes but if i had to choose a color for you it would be pink and then at this point yuki gets really pissed yeah because he like because he's like he says he has a girly or like an effeminate face or whatever and then this is a continuous thing where he constantly is like naggy like more joking around like calling yuki like feminine and girly yeah although like in this chapter almost makes him kind of look like a jerk about it yeah like he's really like making fun of him um and well i do think though i think sometimes he tests yuki because when yuki like reacts to it he's like He's like really pleased about it. Like he didn't expect Yuki to react. <laughs> yeah, I do think I do think he teases on purpose uh, a little bit. But he, yeah, so he teased Yuki, and then Yuki gets mad at him and was just like, "Oh, I can't help that I have like a girly face or blah blah blah." And um, and then like Manabe is just like, "Ah, oh, you're so much more interesting than I thought." And, you know, called Yuki interesting, and which affected was, Yuki because yeah. he always considered himself boring. Yeah, because it's in, in direct you know a direct opposition of the comment that kyo had made that morning of when you know he's just a boring guy yes. you know manabe is just like oh he's super oh you're interesting whatever which you know and you tell yuki kind of just like stop not quite mad anymore and then manabe like leaves and he's like bye thanks for walking me <laughs> basically um you know it, you know in like a hurricane out like a hurricane also um, can i say really quick on um, talking about him as a voice actor i think they did a really good choice on their voice acting because like i really liked um, who voices him again? Aaron Dismuke, who played yeah. Hero in the original. Oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, but I feel like he did a really good job with this character. Like, I just really like how he does his voice throughout the show. Yeah, there's a few instances where he puts on this weird accent that I don't particularly love. There's but... an instant where I thought he sounded like Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> I forgot what he oh, said. I think, I think that, yeah, because I think that's the accent I'm talking about. Where he oh, kind of yeah, yeah. puts on like, like this right, like, right. Kind, yeah, kind of accent, and I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, why do you sound like Kronk? Yeah. Um, Pull the lever, Kronk. Wrong. That's one of my favorite movies. Can I just say that real quick? It's a great movie. I haven't seen it in years. Um, they, should, they should still make a ride about that at Disney. I don't I know why they haven't. I was so pissed. Okay, little aside. So recently they got rid of... Um, what ride did they get? I don't They got rid of a ride recently and I kept saying they should make it... Like they should remake the ride into an Emperor's New Groove ride. And I think they... And like... I was like, then they could do, like, pull the lever cronk and it goes down. I think it was, like, that one when they did Tower of Terror and they did, like, a Guardians of the Galaxy thing. I feel like it would have been funnier if they did Emperor's New Groove and it's, like, pull the lever cronk and then it drops. I feel like that was that would have been a cool ride. Yeah. I'm really pissed that it's not a ride. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Back to Fruits Basket. Yeah, and then 
Yuki and Kyo, not Yuki and Kyo, sorry. Yuki and Toru are like washing dishes after dinner that night or whatever. And like Yuki's talking about student council, how they're weird. Mm-hmm. But also like he's talking about like what, like how like what Manabe said like affected him and and stuff and, like, like that and like maybe he isn't as bad as he originally thought he would be yeah like maybe like maybe the student council thing and isn't gonna be awful of a beautiful friendship i actually wrote that too <laughs> me too <laughs> i also wrote that in my notes like, i'm like the start of a beautiful friendship oh i wrote a i said the begging of a beautiful friendship because i i always do this where if i write too fast i always forget the, the, oh. the second i n in the beginning <laughs> um he begged him for a friendship. He begged him for a friendship. <laughs> he didn't really beg him for a friendship <laughs> so much as he knocked down Yuki's, Yuki's, he basically knocked down Yuki's door and said, I'm here. Welcome to our friendship. We're going to be friends whether you like it or not. <laughs> Enjoy this ride. You can't see mine and Aaron's faces, but we're both doing like really wide eyes as we're saying it. <laughs> oh, there's like this one post of like off of Tumblr or something. And it says something like, it's like welcome to like the back welcome to my friendships like you signed up for like this wild ride or something it's like you got a backstage pass too but you didn't ask for it to like my (laughs) my like weird aggressive like loudness or something like that and um it fit one of my other friends which i remember it because i I sent it to her but i feel like monobay is kind of like that too yeah where it's just like you didn't ask for it but i gave it to you anyway you have no choice (laughs) you're welcome i feel like we all have at least like one friend that's kind of like that (laughs) yeah Every friend group needs a needs a force to be right. Force of nature. Is that what you call them? But yeah, yeah, that's basically the chapter. I feel like that first chapter is pretty like I feel like volume nine. The reason why it does get combined with a lot of in the anime, I feel like every chapter except for one gets combined with other stuff because I feel like most of the chapters are kind of more like like things happen in them. But like, I guess, yeah, I understand why they were combined with other things. Mm hmm because like, that's it that's like the whole chapter yeah like this this chapter got mixed with the episode uh with the chapter where you deal with the yuki i don't know why i can't remember the her name yuki fan club the yuki fan club president why can't i remember the president's last name <laughs> i have no idea i can't remember her name minagawa minagawa oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um it, it mixed with minagawa and like her like I I, that's like volume seven yeah so it's like it's like she's looking trying to figure out who like the class the student council member they're going to be in blah 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 and like so it makes sense to combine yeah and it makes sense like i think they do a very good job of mixing these two episodes and they're pretty like intertwined yeah and i don't i think they i think it makes sense because that has to do with the student council too because she's trying and that's when they break into the thing yeah and then she talks to yuki yeah it's like a whole yeah like so i understand why they combined that mm -hmm. one later actually the the next chapter I wasn't too happy about yeah, that combination, no, but this combination I'm fine with. Yeah. Um. I also want to say at the end of this episode, they do a lot of foreshadowing for the rest of the season. Yes, they do. I don't remember exactly what I there uh, was what a it lot was. Of I just wrote so I I just wrote so much foreshadowing. Yes, because they were like showing stuff. I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like I really feel like almost like the new Freeze Baskets anime was less for new fans and more for old ones almost. Yeah. With some of the stuff where it's just like, they were like, hey, you know what's coming. <laughs> and you're like, I know it's happening. I'm going to cry soon. <laughs> um, I also want to talk, because this is the first episode of season one. Or not maybe the first episode. Uh, but never mind. Wait, what? I don't know if it's the first episode of season one. Oh, season one? No, I meant two. My <laughs> bad. I meant two. <laughs> no, it no, is, no. You're right. It's the first episode of season it, it two. It is the first episode of season That's two. That's why I got confused, because you said season one. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it is not. <laughs> like, this is not the... Why would they start on volume nine? <laughs> <laughs> they don't about starting on volume like seven, if we're talking about Minigawa stuff. Yeah, no, um, it is. This is the first episode of season two. Yeah, they... um. 
I just want to make a point to say I despise the opening theme. Um, oh, yes. I think the song is fine, but I think the animation is you You awful. actually do mention it in earlier episodes. Do I? Yeah, because okay. we talk about... I mean, so we already mentioned to you guys how some episodes are recorded like a year ago and we had recorded episodes for volume seven and eight a year ago but i recently edited them so i remember but there are episodes because this is mixed in with something from volume seven so i think you talk about it in volume seven but yeah erin hates this opening I hate this you can opening. talk about it more i hate this opening <laughs> like it's just i don't know why they walk it's so dumb i forgot yeah. how much i hated it, it when i rewatched the episodes i was like i hate it it never bothered me but then like Erin and I were watching an episode together and she was like look look how awkward the walking looks I'm like no you're right actually like I didn't notice it until you pointed it out but you are right yeah the ending theme is very nice I enjoy the ending theme I enjoy the ending animation I love the ending or was that season one you love the ending of the second the second ending for season one the second ending for season one is my favorite out of the openings and endings like I just love it so much but I do enjoy the ending for the first part of season two as well because it's the one where they have like the um the like shadow things of them and they're like yes i like things. that one. I, can't, I don't I can't remember the exact word for it because basically just season one and season two each have like two different openings and endings mm-hmm. and then season three has one throughout one opening and ending we'll yeah. get to when we get to season three but i was i think actually my least favorite was season three's opening yeah i haven't seen season three's opening because i am behind i haven't yeah, seen season i haven't seen season, season two's second or opening or closing either um so after that, we <laughs> jump to a different, a different yeah. story altogether. So the next different character, character obviously is the next chapter. But on the show, they this is season two, episode five. So it goes from like season two, episode one to season two, episode five. And then let me just a quick ahead. Then the next chapter goes to season one. So it's like really all over the place. Yeah. So in this one, in this one, we meet. Oh, this is the one we don't like how they combine. Yeah. This, we meet Kodano. Yes. So which we have seen very briefly in yeah. season one so he never makes an appearance at all in the old anime because the, um they never got to him but in the new anime they like foreshadow him because you see him in the car with like akira when he visits the school yes mm-hmm. but this is so this is like really his first like real i guess appearance on the so the end so the ending to this episode to this storyline is much more impactful when you don't see him with akito yeah in that car because because in the manga you don't know when you first meet him that he like he's a soma Soma. yeah but like the anime kind of hints it because you see him in the car with akino yeah so like at first i remember like i I think i said on the podcast that i liked kind of the foreshadowing and then i was reading this chapter and i'm like oh it takes away a bit of the impact impact. like i can i can see people who don't pay enough attention to detail they might have missed it it and been like oh my god but like if you pay attention to detail and be like i saw you before like Mm -hmm. then it's not as surprising um but basically it kind of just opens with Uo and Kurono at her job at the convenience store. Yeah, and they combine this with, like, something, again, that we've talked about already. They combine this with that, like, haunted house. Yeah. And I love the haunted house chapter. It's, like, uh, one of my favorite chapters, purely because I love when he makes up that stupid story. But I just didn't like that they combined it with the Kurono stuff. Yeah, like, it definitely is just, like, we'll talk about it when we get to there, too. Like, why we didn't enjoy the way they did it. Yeah. Um. Well, because, like... In the chapter, when you first, like, see it, it's, like, um, they're all having, like, lunch together, right? Yeah, well, it opens up with him 
bowing and all the chips falling. Okay. Like, yeah, Toru. Yeah, yeah. Like, basically, Uo says he's like Toru because, like, when her and Toru first met, like, Toru bowed as an apology and, like, the notebooks went all over the floor. And so when her and Kurna first met, he bowed as an apology. All the chips he was holding fell over the floor. So mm-hmm. she was just like, oh, my God, you're such a clumsy idiot. Like, I can't believe something. Someone did the same thing as Toru and, like... It's kind of the first thing you see. Yeah, like, he's, like, super polite. You mm. know what's funny? I, like, I've been told in my life that I'm, like, overly polite. So sometimes I wonder if I was born in, like, Japan in a place where people are more polite, if I would be more like a Toru or something. Because I'm probably overly polite for an American. So if I was born in that kind of culture, I'd probably be, would be, like, because, like, Toru they've talked about is, like, almost too polite mm-hmm. like more polite than is normal there. yeah like people make comments constantly yeah. on like how much she speaks politely or formally like i would say culturally like like a lot of like japanese culture is more polite than like american culture and like she's even like more polite than that yeah and i've been told i'm over because i because i had a little aside but i used to work in like customer service kind of like in retail and um a customer yelled at me once that i said sorry too much and it was a sign of weakness and i should never say sorry and it, it wasn't like mean it was more like he was acting like my father and he was trying to give me life advice but it was like okay like i'm sorry i say sorry too much you're one of those people yeah don't say don't i don't want to hear sorry anymore okay sorry i mean i mean yeah this is like but i'm the exact opposite of that yeah, Erin's the exact. This is why we're friends, because Erin is more like Uo, like <laughs> where she just goes and like yells at everyone, and I'm definitely more like super yeah. polite and like. <laughs> yes, so um, they wind up after that. Um, Hana, Toru, and Megumi go to Uo's other job, which is at a, like a cafe, where she's like a waitress in the manga, not in the, in the anime. yeah in the manga, not in the anime, and you know they they. They talk and so they're talking to her as she like, you know, sits them down at a table and like waits on them, or whatever. And they're like talking about the guy she met at work that like mm-hmm. reminds her of Kuro, Toru. She, to, yeah, sorry, remind her of Toru because um, they had mentioned him previously at some other part. Yeah, so because this like, is out of order in the anime too, they show it at a different part in the anime, but they do like in both the manga and the anime beforehand. They mention that she's met a guy like. Mm-hmm whatever but it's like because it's like a different order they do it in different places yeah but it's brought up in both but in both it's brought up yeah so like hana brings it back up and was like hey didn't you meet someone like a because in the anime something that is in volume 10 happens before this in the show so that they preface it there when she mentions Mm -hmm. about meeting a guy but obviously because it's volume 10 that's after this yeah in the manga it happens before that but yeah it's, it's a whole thing they really season two is very out of order yeah at least in the beginning mm-hmm. i think later on it's when it gets hard. to the summer house it's pretty it, later on i think it's hard to do things out of order i think yes. everything after a certain point everything's pretty linear um yeah because it looks like you almost mess it up too much yeah, if like, you do it out of order volume nine is a bunch of like i would say a bunch of like side i don't know much of side stories but it's a bunch of like small contained stories about yes, characters like episodic yeah it's very episodic um and so they're talking they're so they're like talking uh and she's like no it's not at this job it's at the convenience store blah blah blah, blah. and then they kind of just like you know and uo and uo is like i'm so jealous the three of you are hanging out and they're like oh let's get dinner later yeah yeah so like they're all just getting lunch yeah and then in the anime instead they're like in the class talking. yeah like they're just talking in the classroom and then tori is like i'm gonna go hang out with like the- and that's when they go to the haunted house but in the manga the haunted house happens like two like 
one or two volumes earlier. Was it volume eight? I have no idea. It's volume eight or volume seven. I don't remember exactly. Mm -hmm. Because, like, again, this is probably not long after, but we recorded this a year ago, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, and then after that, um, you see, it goes fast forward to Uo going on her lunch break. Yes. And... And they left already at this point. Like yeah, they had, yeah they had left already. Yeah, because in the manga, Hana and Toru are hanging out with um, Megumi. Megumi, and then yeah. yeah, again in the anime, she's going to the haunted house. Yeah, and so they go, and so Uo's thinking about the guy or whatever, mm-hmm. and then she like spots someone from a distance. She spots and like back, runs after, and him. she runs after him, thinking, and she like she grabs his collar, like pops his button. Yeah. Okay. I will say the way she's aggressive. So I like will preface that I lo- love the two of them. But at the same time, there's some moments where I'm like, you only met this guy once. Oh, yeah. Like, calm down. You don't know him that well. <laughs> well, because yeah, what I love about Uo is that like she literally was just like, I, th- I think it was that mo- I think it was she wears her heart on her sleeve. She wears her heart on her sleeve. But I also think it was a kind of thing where she was like, she has thought about him and she didn't think she'd ever see him again. And then she and saw so him on the she street. she saw him in the street. So she ran after him because she didn't want to lose that chance. I don't think, because Uo even says later on at a point. Oh, sorry. No, real quick. It's okay. You stopped. I wasn't going to bring it up right away. But um, real quick, I was also going to say when she's having lunch with um Hana and like Megami, like he at one point when she talks about seeing a guy, Megami checks in on Hana to make sure she's okay. Oh, and I yeah. just wanted to say like, he really is such a good brother. That's all. That was my quickest side. Like he just like checks in on her because she he wanted to make sure she wouldn't get upset that she met a guy. Yeah. She's like, because... Yeah, because they talk about, like, Toru getting a, like, a husband yeah. or something, too. And so it's like... Toru hanging out with the boys. Yeah, and so they like, are you lonely? And she was like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, but I think for, like... Because Uo does mention later on the fact that the previous point that, like, she'd only met him, like, two times. Like, because Toru... Because Toru figures out that he's a Soma, blah, 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 blah. Toru wants to help her friend because Uo is kind of upset by it. You yeah. know, but, like... But she mentioned, she's like, I've only met him, like, twice. Like, it wasn't, like... She thought about him. I think it was very much that kind of like, you know, missed connection kind of thing mm-hmm. where like she thought about it. But like had, you know, 10 years passed on. She probably she would have gotten over she it. She would have gotten over no, it. No, I just meant like, we'll get to because it's it's in this volume. Yeah. It's in this chapter, I mean. But like, yeah. there's like one part where she like yells at him and I'm like, yeah, you're yelling at him like you've known him for years. No, but I think this is who Uo is as a person. Yes. Like you're, yeah, she's the you. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, what I love about Uo is the fact that she just, like, literally ran after him, popped his button, and he was just, like, he was very, he's very polite. Yes. He's, he like, Toru in that sense. But, like, she was just, like, wow. She's, like, you must think I'm crazy. She's, like, this, she's, like, this girl <laughs> ran after you. She's, like, but I just, I, she's, like, I just went on impulse, basically. Yeah. And he was. chase that hot guy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, she, and, you know, and then, like, her stomach growls, and he, he invites her for lunch. Also, when I was a kid, I did not find him attractive at all. I'll just say this quick. Like, I actually kind of didn't like him his character when i was younger because i first read this in middle school and like now that i'm in my 20s i like him <laughs> i'm like wow he's attractive like i i would chase after him too Uo. you go girl <laughs> yeah like but it's just funny because she's like t- totally not embarrassed by the fact that she ran over basically a stranger and like mm-hmm. you know she says that to him too um and then he, yeah and then so they go to eat lunch and they just start talking about you know stuff random things that you talk about yeah as like when you're strangers you know blah blah blah, blah. and it gets to the point where they uh they she learns they have a nine-year age difference 
Yeah, which is a real big age difference, which, especially because she's a high schooler. Which is a big age difference, and she does say, like, she makes a note to be like, is this criminal? But, like, at this point, they had just met each other and blah, blah, blah. Like, because he mm-hmm. kind of just was like, oh, because he must have been being 26, and he's like, oh, are you in high school kind of, like, you know, thing. And yeah, well, she's like, yeah, I'm a second year. There's another couple in Fruits Baskets that also has a yeah. questionable age difference. Yeah. I have a question, though. Is the age of, like, consent different in Japan? Yes and no. Because I have noticed in general in anime, there are more high schoolers dating older men. And I wasn't sure if that was, like, maybe an age thing. I don't know. I was confused. I think that might... I'm not sure how Japanese culture feels about large age differences. So I know in like, at least in manga it's done a lot. Yeah. I don't know how it is in real life, but manga I see it a lot where it's like the high the high schooler dating like the teacher or something. Yeah. Like, so I don't I mean it's done in American things too, but I don't know. Yeah, I I know in like England I think they have a bit more of like the big age gap isn't as concerning to them or something, but they do have a long history of like big age gaps in like certain classes and stuff like that. But um I don't know in Japan if, like, like I said, like the age gap thing is like such a big deal, like a large age gap between yeah. two couple, like a couple. But the age of consent, you'll see online, like people are like, oh, the age of consent in Japan is thirteen. It is nationally, but every pro- providence, I think it's providence or whatever, has their own age of consent, and none of them are thirteen. They are all older. Most of them being, tw- it's like most of them being twenty yeah. because that's the age of adulthood. It's kind of like how here in America they'll have like federal things mm-hmm. but like each state has its own thing kind it, of, like, it, yeah like, pretty like much like minimum wage like yeah. there's a federal minimum wage but then each state has its own minimum wage. yeah and i mean in, in different different states in america also have kind of things like laws like that like um with the marriage with like with marriage and like different ages of consent and stuff like that like i know specifically in like north carolina like the age of consent for like a minor and an adult like can have three years between it i think so like if you're 17 and your boyfriend Uh is 19 he's not going to get charged with statutory rape because they're because in in their eyes like a 17 and a 19 year old are not that big it's not a big an age difference i don't want to get too like into this but i kind of semi also agree with that because like they could have been like 17 and 15 when they first started dating exactly so So how is that fair the moment the one turns 18 even though there's only two years between like yeah yeah i agree with that yes it's more the nine year age differences when how old is she at this point 16 16 or oh he's 26 so she's 17 yeah to me that's a big age difference as someone in their 20s you know, I'm just, I don't think I could date. Like, I don't know. That's just weird. Oh, yeah, no. Were we debating ages of characters on the on episode one time? Or was that? <laughs> I don't that... remember. We might have. I just remember we. Did, I don't think we knew Kerno's age, and he literally just puts it out here. If we weren't talking on the podcast, we were talking privately about it. But he's 26. Okay. Um, but yeah, because I but like she, I mean, she mentions that like it being criminal and and you know, being kind of criminal and stuff like that. Yeah, because like, we won't get too deep in on it, but in the same manga, um, Toru's parents also have a very wide age gap. Yes, and their their age of marriage was also mm, concerning. Um, yeah, there was some concerning stuff yeah. with the parents, too. That's yeah. why I asked, because it's not one, but there's like two distinct couples with big age gaps. Yeah. Actually, even another couple, I kind of was like questioning the age, but we'll get to that. Because that spoils something, so I won't even mention it. Yeah. Um. But like, towards the end, it definitely like, towards the end of this chapter, like, 
there's stuff there you can see that he's kind of like attracted to her which you're like okay but he doesn't really do anything with it and he doesn't think and he also doesn't think he's ever going to see her again like Mm -hmm. he has really prepared himself to never see her again he says at the end of the chapter he's like i will never see you again we didn't say that to her face but he basically he says it like i will never see you again i mean i do love their character like their little romance i do like it It it's just more me thinking about the age i feel like i was it's more me complexly thinking about in their age but i do like and like I feel like it makes my heart hurt. And I referred to him in my... So if anyone's played Dragon Age, there's a character in that that makes my heart hurt. And I lovingly compared him to that character in my notes constantly. (laughs) I won't say too much in case you haven't finished Inquisition because it's a little spoilery, but... Yeah. So to jump back a little bit on there, though, the conversation they have. So, like, it's really weird because, like, he doesn't give his last name, which is super. He He just says his first name, which is super strange in Japan. Because, like, if that was in America, like, I wouldn't think anything of it. If someone's like, hey, you know, what's your name? name I would have been like, Mike. Yeah, I would have been like, oh, I'm Aaron or whatever. And I I wouldn't have thought to give my last name outside of a maybe more professional setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's true. But, like, in Japan, in, in a, J- lot in Japan a lot of people like, use last names. So, like, uh, so in Japan, a lot of people give their full names or they just give their surname. They won't even give you their first name sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, And he just gave first And he name. just gave his first name, which is super odd. And maybe I, because he didn't want her to be able to track him. But, like, I, maybe, like, it was this kind of thing where, like, I know why it was done thematically for the story. Yeah, because they didn't want the reader... They didn't want you to know his he was, family, that yeah. he was part of that family but, right away. Exactly. But, like, in Japan, like, social social context-wise, it was just an odd thing to do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, thinking about it, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, I never noticed as an... Uh, the more I learn about Japanese culture and, like, social practices, like, basically, I've picked up a lot reading a lot of manga as I've gotten older. Like, I sometimes I pick up certain things that I'm like, that I didn't pick up as a kid, that I'm like, that's odd in, like, a a basic context of like social like japanese social constructs of like the, just the vague parts that i know about them and like yeah. that was one that i never picked up until this point where i was like it's weird he doesn't give his last name um she may have just assumed it was his last name maybe it's possible um but yeah so they talk about how like he hadn't gone to a convenience store until his 26 years of life and she yeah. was and she was she's like, like what are you like a noble or something or yeah like, she's like what the fuck man like like how have you never been to a convenience store which even for me is a little weird but i understand why but like yeah if i heard if somebody told me they'd never been to a convenience store yeah it's like that scene where like in real life there was um somebody there was like forgot who it is right now but there was like someone running for president like years ago and they did a video to show that he's like an everyday man i think it was the first bush oh yeah it was the george bush senior but his second time running and the show that he was like an everyday man and he like they brought him to a grocery store and he was so shocked by like he was shocked by the uh i think the belt yeah like the belt and everything and it was like so obvious he didn't go grocery shopping for himself and they actually say that was part of the reason why he lost his second time running because people are like this is not an everyday man this is <laughs> like, not an everyday who's man. never been grocery shopping before <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was definitely like um yeah, it was kind of like that. When, and then he goes to say about how he like he's like I never needed to. It was such a trivial thing for me. I live a very structured existence. He's like, like I had off today. I didn't know what to do with myself, so I just I walked around. Thing. Yeah, and like so he like and she's like and that you're happy about that. And he's like I'm content. He's like, but you can tell by his face he's not. Yeah, he's like I'm content. There's like no no one's happier than me. It's almost like he's convincing himself mm-hmm. of this statement. Like he's like yes, I am happy. And like the face of like Uo, who he's had this connection with who he 
does seem to value and who is in his face being like and this makes you happy or whatever and he's just like yes basically convincing himself to be like yes this yes, makes I'm happy. me yes i'm happy my current life don't get tempted it nothing's nothing's gonna come of it yeah and that and she like we can't get too much into some current stuff because some stuff isn't revealed too much later but i do feel bad for him because he kind of feels like stuck in his life a little bit yeah like i feel he feels obligation i i have mixed feelings about <laughs> it and i think me and you are gonna have differing opinions we're gonna on argue. it because i think we can't even get into it yet but we're gonna argue because i i do i do think it has i do think it's very much i love kurt i do think it's very much personality based this decision when i was in middle school i probably so i don't 100 percent know what you're gonna say because we can't talk about it yet but i would say middle school me probably agrees with whatever you're gonna say because in middle school i really didn't like him but me as a grown-up i like love him now so i'll probably argue with you. it's so funny because like my cousin is she's almost 14 and she's watched fruits baskets oh and she's she, that old already yeah okay and she uh <laughs> she does not like Cardano at all but when i was her age i didn't it, either and then i told her no i told her i said don't worry give it 10 years you will and she's like no and i'm like no nah, because you say at that her now. age i didn't really like shigure i didn't like Karano, and mm-hmm. like oh she I, despises shigure and i like both of them now so like <laughs> yeah i also despise shigure when i was a kid like yeah. i i feel like hated him so a much kid, again i'm going a little off topic but when you're a kid you see a lot of things more as like black and white mm-hmm. like good and evil and like shigure is such like a morally gray character and he's like that in the middle and it's very hard to understand that when you're a preteen or like early yeah, teenager i also think that some of their experiences like kurono and and shigure too are a very more adult experience yes. or adolescence and like, now that we're in our 20s we understand it more yeah and it, and I feel like me also someone as like a who likes to write and is like considers themselves a writer. I feel like I appreciate like the nuances of Shigure because I feel like he's very well written and mm-hmm. like he's a very it, deep character. Yeah, and like you just don't understand it as much when you're in middle school. You don't. No. Yeah, I think it's a combination of just like not not really knowing how to view the world a little. You start. Kurno, I don't know why I like really made a full turn. Shigure, I know why, but like Kurno, I'm just like I love this man now. I think he's just kind of. I think he's kind of boring in as a middle schooler i think there's something yeah, because he has him. adult problems yeah he very he much, has grown-up problems he very much has grown-up problems and i don't think that like at younger like yeah, I, I like obligations in life and, yeah like, things that you don't really relate to in middle school yeah because <laughs> even in high school like i liked him i never hated him but i liked him more as i got older but like as an like i even said as an adult i have complicated feelings about him i like him as a character like i definitely like him as a character yeah, a very good i character. just don't necessarily <laughs> agree with some of the decisions he makes later down the line uh-huh. but he feels trapped he feels trapped we can't we're really yeah. toe in the line here with if anyone isn't <laughs> caught up so yeah but i mean like you you obviously know that he's a soma and yes. then he's uh, his direct contact with akito because at the end of this like you at know, the end of this chapter you see him with akito yeah because that's like, like the big reveal on the manga yeah is that like because you just think he's this random dude yeah. and then like he's just like and akito's like oh i hope so, you didn't like cause any problems while you're out and he's like of course not like that's why like you said like in the anime it kind of spoils it because you see mm-hmm. him in the car with akito mm-hmm. i also really like in the anime how like the tunnel that not the tunnel it's the hallway the hallway he walked <laughs> yeah the hallway he walks down to get to akito was like very dark Yes. like it's you basically saying like he feels trapped this is not a place yeah. he wants to be but like he's he, like stuck yeah but like he is here like it's definitely ominous like you can even in the manga they make it very ominous uh-huh. um they also set up to, for you to dislike akito like yeah, constantly there's a bit of so, foreshadowing yeah they also um 
both in the manga and the anime i feel like afterwards yeah because after she sees kerno the second time she's talking to hana and toru again mm. and like there's also like even foreshadowing like the girls are talking about um toru like eventually well th- they're just mentioning like first dates and they're mm. saying with toru whenever she has a first date they're gonna crash it yeah and like and then there's also a foreshadowing with akido yeah um and and so like yeah because like Uo yells at him and then runs out of like the restaurant. Oh, yeah. That's the yelling part. So they, they go to eat. We kind of skipping around a little bit, mm-hmm. but like Kurdo is like, oh, like I'll take you out to eat, whatever. Like let's have lunch. And she chooses to get soba, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And um, as they're eating and he's saying with the happiness, she's like, she starts yelling at him. And that's the part I was saying. Like, you've only met this man once. Why are you yelling at him in the middle of a restaurant? <laughs> yeah. Cause like, cause... And, like, people in the restaurant are like, oh, they're having a lover's quarrel. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, cause he said, like, his trip to the grocery store was trivial. So she took that f- offense to that and was just like, it wasn't that... trivial for me. Like, yeah. She's like, it wasn't trivial to me. It meant a lot to me meeting you. And I was yeah. like, you met this man once. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then like, she like leaves. And I was just like, but your lunch. Like every time, even eat her lunch. every time I read it, I'm like, put your lunch. Such a waste. It's such a waste. <laughs> I know. And then he chases after her and like he calls her uh, Arisa and she gets mad. because She's like, we're on a first name basis. Yeah, we're on first name basis now, huh? <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, and um, and then he says like, I didn't mean it that way. He's like, I'm very happy I met you. And she was like, oh, thanks. Like she does a complete 180. Yeah, she does. Like, a complete 180 when he says he didn't mean it that way. He was very happy um and then like he's like oh you're blushing and then she like kicks him um and then he does that thing where like he goes it almost looks like he's gonna kiss her and yes. then he doesn't and he it's walks like the away fake out which that's been done a lot even in like tv mm-hmm. i feel like there's always like a fake out kiss yes <laughs> it also serves a secondary purpose of which we will talk about later but um after but after that like she kind of like thinks they both kind of think about things and it doesn't we've already discussed yeah, some and of it like we said Kerno's thinking that like they can't meet again and then yeah. you see him see akido and like you said like it's very ominous yeah and then like and a- then afterwards uo meets up with toro and U- toro and hana and megumi and they talk about like that she met him again and and stuff like that and um about the age difference between mm-hmm. the two of them. Oh, and the, and and Toru does bring up her parents. Yeah, age difference. I think so. I think they also had a nine year age difference, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, Ugh. yeah, and she's like, oh, I heard they're very much in love. Yeah, but the the reason, so the reason that I don't particularly like the way the anime does this is because in the anime, because Toru is going out with the boys to the haunted house, she's doing dinner with them. They're making the yeah. ginger pork that Haru. Requested. yeah the ginger pork which is in the yeah, yeah. and so you see uo Me- you see uo megami and hana out to dinner instead but what i really don't like about that in the anime is that like i feel like this chapter really shows the friendship between the yeah. three of them and the anime cuts it out the anime cuts it out yeah because it's just like it's nice seeing them get lunch together and they eat dinner together like it's like really friendship i love their friendship yeah like so much i think it's just a nice friendship moment of like casually eating out because like Toru's constantly with the Somas and I mean it makes mm-hmm. sense the story you know follows the Soma and their curse or whatever but like I, I don't like that the anime cuts out some of the moments that she has with her friends because her friends are so important to her and it's yeah. mediated multiple times Uo and Hana are Uo and They're Hana like family like, they don't they don't really truly ever play second fiddle necessarily like mm-hmm. obviously yes they're secondary I mean, characters Uo even gets her own like love story <laughs> yeah like uh, they're secondary characters but like they're constantly in there they're not like thrown yes. to the wayside they're brought up all the time they feature prominently towards the end like mm-hmm. 
it's definitely so like when they cut it out and it's just the three of them and i'm like it's missing toru like it's just kind of annoying and i don't i didn't enjoy the way they did that i'm like i really wish they had paired it with a different storyline yeah they could have paired it differently or done yeah. like half whatever like half yeah. one thing half the other thing exactly instead of like mixing it like that because mm-hmm. then like you said like it has because after the haunted house the whole thing with the ginger pork so they cut out them going to dinner together and it yeah. cuts out their friendship scene and we like their friendship scenes yeah definitely but yeah that's like basically that chapter yeah and then we move on to hana's backstory and this is two chapters or just one chapter one. oh it's one chapter but i feel like it's a long chapter yeah so like every volume in like fruits baskets is six chapters long except this one this one's five chapters long and i think it's because hana's backstory chapter is so long mm-hmm. so hana's backstory kind of just starts with her it starts with oh, her when they show this young. in season one so that's yes. why this jumps the season one but this is volume nine but they showed it in season one mm-hmm. so because you get yeah because you get and it's the last episode we'll be talking about of season one it is we'll be retiring season one <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you see ua's backstory a little earlier both in the manga and the anime um yeah Hana's... i think it's volume seven or eight i think it's seven seven okay um so Hana's backstory comes, I think, in I think it's I think it's supposed to be the same day that they're out eating with like Uo and stuff like that. I think because like there's a point in where they come back into like the main timeline. And I think it might it might be that same day. I could be wrong, but I think they kind of directly lead into this because Megumi asks if she's lonely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because Megami's a good brother. Yeah, so... And you'll see it even more in Hana's backstory. <laughs> yeah, so Hana's backstory basically starts off with her when she's very young. Yes, um, as like a kid and with her powers. Yeah, and like she... And you learn that she's unable to I control her, her powers. Real, I wrote in my notes that her powers remind me of Sookie from True Blood. Oh, because... Okay, a little aside, if anyone's seen True Blood. Sookie has like the mind reading powers and she can hear people's mind and like in the beginning she can't control it and that's why I think it reminded me of that part because in the beginning Hana you see her as a kid she can hear everyone's thoughts and it's like driving her crazy yeah that's why I wrote that though in my notes because like it does like the power part in the beginning is similar because before this you didn't know that she could read minds you just knew about the waves I'm pretty sure um no she talks about how she can know the feelings because Kyo had the whole thing with Tara's mom's grave Oh, yeah, the feelings, but, like, she could, like, directly, I think, hear thoughts in the manga. But um, then she was able to control it. I, I don't think it was necessarily thoughts so much as, just, like, waves of emotion and stuff oh, kind of maybe. came in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she can't control it, so she can't be in, like, crowded places. They make her, like, mm-hmm. sick and stuff. Yeah, this shows, like, the family, like, walking through, like, a park or something, and she, like, collapses. Mm-hmm. And her, her, I will say, though, her parents are really good. They're so nice. They're so supportive. Mm-hmm. They're, like, trying to, like, learn to help her control it. Mm-hmm. Her, like, grandma's also really supportive. And, like, even you see, like, little her brother as, like, even younger at that point, again, being a good little brother. And he's, like, you see him with the book of curses because he said he's, like, learning it to, like, see if it has any advice to, like, help her control her powers. And then you know later that he is, puts curses on people. So yeah. Yeah, cause it, yeah, cause it it, kind of, it just like follows her through like up until she meets Toru and Uo. Um, yeah, and she was like very bullied. Yeah, cause it said like because of the voices and because of the emotions and stuff like that. Like she went to when, when she went to school, she kept her head down a lot, and people called yeah. her a witch. And like you could see that like the boys a lot teased her a lot, but some of the girls were like defending her. They're like, leave her alone. Like mm-hmm. she's not a witch. Like, and eventually this little boy attempts to make her eat a newt 
I don't think like, he attempted. He, she did. Well, have, he yeah, he did. He like, like forces her to eat a newt because she said that witches eat newts. newts. Yeah, like he threw it in her soup and then he forced it down her like in her mouth or whatever. Which, which is like really bad. I'm like, where were the teachers? No, yeah, I guess because it's lunchtime. No, but at lunchtime yeah. there's lunch aids and stuff. No, I don't like, think in Japan. I remember. Oh, maybe not in Japan, but like when I was a kid, like there were like teachers like and like lunch aids and like if mm-hmm. you like acted up, like they would yell at you. Like there's there was yeah. supervision that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and it was just like it was like, and she basically wished for for him to die. Yeah, she was like, I um, wished he died. Yeah, so she's like, die, 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 mm-hmm. and then he collapses. And you know what? That boy deserved it. <laughs> I have no sympathy for him. He deserves death. I don't care that he is a child. Oh my god, you're like my. F- I have one friend Manny recently say that the kids in Willy Wonka deserve to die, and I'm like, but man, but they're children. So is that you? Um, I okay, okay. I don't necessarily think he deserved to die. I do, I do think that his rude awakening came when he was knocked unconscious because he's a little bitch ass. Yeah, no, you definitely shouldn't bully. I think he deserved to get hurt. I mean, he doesn't die. He just gets knocked like what? He goes into like a coma though. He goes unconscious. He doesn't go into a coma. He was in the hospital for like weeks. They say no. He said they said he was a day. I don't think so. No, it was like a day. Whatever. I just read and watched it. Okay. <laughs> Everyone read it more recently. Um, it was like a day or whatever. And then his mom like woke up or his mom went into like something because she was just like so beside herself. Like it's so funny because like in Japan, they have so many peoples that are just like, they're just like fading because they're so beside themselves. And I'm like, are you, what, what do you people not like what happens in your day to day life that you're just like so stressed out that you like faint? I'm like, please it's fine like almost nobody ever faints from being like stressed for 24 hours i'm sorry i, I get it your kids in the hospital he's unconscious it's a very stressful situation but i don't think you need to faint because of it Aaron's like really worked up over this i just think it's so ridiculous <laughs> oh my goodness i didn't know you had such an opinion on this part i do because it's in everything all the time and like it's such a trope in manga and i'm like oh my god get over it the world isn't gonna end <laughs> I guess, like, in, like, American TV shows, you see stuff like that, too, though. I don't watch TV. Yeah. Maybe not as often, like, with the fainting. But, no, I guess you see people, like, when they see blood and stuff, they're like, and then they faint. Yeah. Look, I I also don't like blood, but I've never fainted to the side of it. I've never fainted. You'll be okay. I've never fainted. I can count on. Nobody faints outside of, like, actual real stuff. Like, Well, people faint. No, I'm saying, like, if your blood sugar is low, sometimes you faint and stuff like that. But, like, most people don't faint out of stressful situations. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Little boy got what he deserved. Her face looks so serious right now too. I wish, I wish we had like a recording of the faces as well because. <laughs> and then everyone treated her like shit afterwards because of it. Yeah, because they blamed her, and then they really thought she was a witch, and they yeah. like the bullying. I feel like got more and more intense the older yeah. she got. Yeah, and so she, but that night, cause like, they guess they got a like uh, her parents got a call about it, and. Not that it was her fault, but just, like, got a call about in general. And then she, like, her parents. She blamed herself. She blamed herself. She was like, it was me. When are you going to call the police? Because I tried to kill him. And like, her, I wished for him to die. die. Yeah. And her mom was like, well, we don't know if it's your powers. And she's like, and, and Hannah's like, well, we don't know if it's not. Mm-hmm. And then after that day, I think that's after when she, start, she started wearing black all the time. Um, And all this stuff. And. Yes, that's what, because it's, like, the mark of her sin, she said. Yeah. And so she started to wear black and like she didn't talk to anybody and she kept her head down still. And, you know, Megami has a conversation with her 
about the fact that like why are you doing this to yourself why do you think you deserve to be punished you know are you going to go through your life you know just thinking people are just to punish or do yeah. just to punish you there's you know and he's like mm-hmm. i'm gonna say a prayer like there's so many people out in this world that like there has to be somebody out there that will love you for who you are and stuff like that i know he like and then he even starts wearing black for her mm-hmm. like that's why he starts wearing black because she feels she needs to wear black so he starts wearing it yeah also like they never explain still if he has any powers or not because yeah, like even like they talk with the curse stuff but they don't actually say if he really can curse mm-hmm. people so it's not fully explained, but I kind of like the mystery. Yeah, because it's like, it's it's possible. <laughs> yeah, because she has wave powers. She, like, she, they don't even yeah. explain how she has wave powers. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things where, like, Fruits Basket is definitely a like very... Like a magical realism. It's definitely magical realism because there's no explanations. You just have you just accept it as fact. You're like, yes, these people turn into animals. Yes, this girl has wave powers. Yes, her brother may or may not be able and to curse like people. And even, like, the fact that, like, Hatsuri, like, can, like, erase people's memories and Right, stuff. yeah. And, like, nobody, like, when she has, like, the wave powers, like... So, a little aside... What happened, like, before Hattori? Was there always somebody that could erase powers? Is that, like, specific to the dragon or specific to Hattori? Never explained. (laughs) Okay. Never explained. Like, I, like, thought about that. I was like, what about, like, past generations? Like, what did they do when people found out? Like, did they have someone else who could erase memories? Never explained. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta, like, suspend your disbelief, I guess. Yeah. So, so eventually there's... I feel like at middle school is, like, when the, the event happens. Yes so she gets where you're going yes okay so she so it, you go through the rest of elementary school blah blah blah. oh there is like one other incident where like this boy like fell over and like hit his knee oh, on the chain yeah. link fence and they're like you cursed him you cursed well, him yeah, he tripped on his own and they blamed her for it yeah then they called like the school called her parents and were like you know they're like he's blaming on on her because they said she cursed him blah 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 it's like no the kid just does a fucking klutz and he yellow. just fell they just fell like not, not everything. everything's her fault yeah um so eventually they get to middle school mm-hmm. and these girls hold it there like get her in an empty classroom hold her down and go to burn her arm because they want they, to yeah they're like oh we're gonna burn her or whatever see yeah. if she like curses us with we, her waves because they want it like oh let's see if she has wave powers like we'll hit her with her waves we'll like we'll make her do it. let's burn her arm or whatever and like one girl's like are we sure don't you don't be that girl if you don't think you like, should do stop it stop it stop it or like, leave or tell a teacher they're like actually burning her yeah like there's like and like and then a teacher walks although she's like don't hurt them don't hurt them mm-hmm. and then the teacher walks in and they're like oh we stopped her from playing with matches yeah like and uh, I don't, it doesn't look like the school blames her at all because it was very obviously not her fault. Yeah, the um, girls are like holding her down. Yeah, there's like five of them or something. Yeah. Like four or five. And uh, after that, her parents were like, we need to move. Yeah, yeah, no, this is not safe. Yeah. And her parents, like I said, are very good parents. Like they genuinely like love her, like mm-hmm. unlike some of the other characters' parents. But like, yeah, they care about her. They want what's best for her. Yeah, I don't think they knew the extent of the bullying that was going on either because Megumi didn't mention to like just say something with Hana, be like, you like, know, why don't you tell? Why them? don't you tell them? Blah blah blah. blah. Um, and then like when they said, oh, we're gonna move, and Hana was just like, well, you guys can move without me. Like, yeah, I'm only I, gonna cause you pain. I'm only gonna cause you pain. And you know, her father was like, no, we love you. Like you're like, coming. We'll never move without. We'll you. never move without we're you. We're a family unit. Like we stick together. Mm-hmm. And even like I love even like the, again the grandma's really sweet because I think she's the one that buys the curse books and like. Mm-hmm. When um she does start with the new school, she's like, she, Hana wasn't allowed to wear black because they had the uniform. So the grandma paints her nails black. So she's like, oh, 
for your solid like you know so you could have some black on you like the grandma is just so supportive yeah she's like it's stylish and yeah. like and so when hannah goes to school with a nail polish because she goes to it goes she gets a transfer she goes to a new school and she has a nail polish on the teacher, the teacher yells at her yells at her because the japanese are super super strict with that stuff and she was like well it's a proof of my sins yeah she goes are you gonna stop me from showing my sins or whatever yeah the proof of my sins and so like and then the teacher's like okay yeah she's like all right and then like the uh they go to the classroom and one of the girls is like sensei hanajima's nails are black and they're like what are you supposed to do what am i supposed to do she has to prove her sins like (laughs) it's the mark of her sin yeah and so and then this is obviously the middle school that Uo and Toru Toru, go to. Yeah, because like right after that, she goes to lunch and that's when you meet Toru. You meet Toru. And and at this point, I was reading this and when we meet Toru, I was reading it in Toru's voice from the anime and I heard at some points the music in my head, so. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's super cute. Like Toru is like talking to her and like gives her an extra big helping and blah, 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 blah. And then Toru gets yelled at because there's a line because she's serving. Oh, yeah. Toru's serving She's serving lunch. She's serving lunch and she's holding up the line by talking to Hana. Mm -hmm. Um, So she gets yelled at. (laughs) And then Uo independently calls her to sit with them yeah tells hana to sit with them she's like yo new kid you're gonna sit alone i don't like that come sit with me i also love hana's like she's you're not afraid of me and like i'm like arisa was in a gang you you don't scare her (laughs) she's like she legitimately was like in in a gang gang. she was almost beat to death like she's good yeah and then toru comes over oh yeah and then like as they're talking like they're like oh you're gonna sit with us every day let's call you hana chan and then like Hana like gets up and she's like I'll only like cause pain and then like this is one of my favorite scenes because it causes like a crisis in Toru and like Toru is like is that like me do I only cause nothing but pain in others and then like uh, Uo is like I bet I caused double the pain and then Hana's like I didn't mean to cause give her a crisis and like make you laugh like yeah and like it was just really funny I don't know I, I just like that scene because it really showcases their personalities yeah and they eventually like convince her to eat lunch with them and basically mm-hmm. say like what does it fucking matter for like just come eat lunch with us weirdos yeah and like Hana calls them weird and like yeah we get that a lot yeah <laughs> um they are an interesting group if you think about it yeah they're super they're super interesting they're super cute the girl that was in a gang hana who wears all black and people think is a witch and then toro the sweet polite girl (laughs) yeah and it's and so it kind of goes like in hana monologues through a lot of the rest of this yeah it's a lot of monologuing it's very okay so i will say like the anime sticks pretty close to the manga with this like i didn't even take a ton of um anime notes except like i really thought it, oh, some scenes look so pretty and like i don't know i really liked seeing it animated because obviously we didn't get to see this in the old anime mm-hmm. and like a lot of the parts like i was like welling up in tears like getting emotional because i love their friendship so much yeah it's just a beautiful friendship it is there's it, like a part where they're like all walking and she's monologuing because there is a lot of monologuing and it just like looks beautiful and they're all like being friends and i just love it <laughs> yeah it's like you know she talks about how they became a trio and they became friends and everything was good and she was happy and then eventually these other girls kind of brought up the fact that like one of them like had a friend in like her other like Hana's old school and they were like we heard you killed the boy with your like poison waves or something like that and that she was a delinquent and that she was who a del- smoked delinquent who smoked and, yeah and all this stuff and um those kids are so fucking mean to her i know and then it's like and so like Hana freaks out 
because yeah. like you know she thought she, she still blames herself with the boy yeah and so she like starts running oh she like oh she the other girl gets like a sharp headache because it kind of starts panicking and Thinking i guess she did it yeah. yeah and like and then she runs away and uo and toru chase after her you know and Hana's like stay away from me they're not wrong i almost killed the boy like i'm dangerous blah, blah 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 and like you should stay away and basically toru and uo are like well do you want to stay away from us like we want to be your friends do you want to be our friends and like you know she's like i do i do want to be your friend friend. yeah and like it and and it's it's really sweet and it's cute it almost looks like a love confession (laughs) there's a lot of times with hana and toru that they make it seem like they're like actually together because like they've been like oh did you confess your love and then there's like different scenes and hana talks about marrying toru and then they say like there's like a part where like Han- Hana and like Toro. Oh, we're going out. It's the episode with Kurano with like mm-hmm. that. I mean, not the episode in the chapter. And she's like, "Oh, enjoy your date." So like, I just think it's funny that they always joke around that they're like dating. <laughs> yeah. And I, at the end of the at the end of the chapter and the episode, like Hana learns to control her powers. Yes. Um, it just like happens. It's like so like just like out of nowhere. She's like, <gasps> it's silent. Yeah. 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 She learns to control them, and she thinks it's because she found friendship. Yeah. And all that. Yeah, cause she, and she talks about, like, I really do like this particular part, too. Mm-hmm. Is what she mentions, and then she talks to, like, Kyoko. And whenever she yes, gets lonely, she, yeah, she, whenever she gets lonely, she always thinks about what Kyoko said to her, which is, like, um, you know, there's, she's like, no matter how much love family gives to people, like, gives to you or whatever, she's like, humans always want to, like, be accepted by the group yes. and be loved by the group and like like it doesn't matter how close you are with your family, family. and all that like yeah. you still want to have friends and you still want which is true yeah which I is, definitely which think is true. true yeah and i and she's because like you said like hana has a really good family and a really close family but like she still wants to have friends and be accepted by others exactly it's like you know her brother her parents are great her brother's great her grandma's great but at the same time it's like there is a certain kind of experience that you have when you have friends like yes it's also that kind of it's that knowing like this person likes me for me there's no obligation behind it like they're not my brother they're not my yeah mom. like fa- family in a way like didn't choose you yeah it's, it's just like circumstance you're the one that was born i guess yeah like, but like friends have to go out of their way to choose to be your friend yeah exactly and it's and, and it's definitely the thing too where like i feel like especially in middle school and high school like oh, friends yes. are so important and i do think later on i do think there's not enough emphasis on friendship for adults but that's i still th- think it's important for adults yeah, but yeah but like, i feel like in your preteen like teenager years it's very important yeah and like in psychology they actually talk about middle the middle school age um is when they start to kind of like they kind of start to like identify like certain things about themselves like i'm a jock like i do soccer or like i really like to paint and like (laughs) and they start to kind of pull away from their family units and go go more towards friend groups like friends are like super important for that age and like self-discovery and all the kind of stuff i mean it happens with everyone like Mm -hmm. i was like like when Mm -hmm. i was a teenager i didn't want to spend time with my family i wanted to go out with my friends and like i have a bro a brother who's a teenager and he's at that stage where like mm-hmm. that's why i don't get a f- like some of my family i feel like it's a little offended when he doesn't want to spend I'm like none of us wanted to spend time with their family when we were teenagers yeah like, it's just that's normal i feel like it's a normal process of life yeah like exactly. no teenager wants to hang out with i mean maybe some but like yeah. most teenagers don't want to s- hang out with their family all the time exactly yeah like it's just like a, they want to go hang out with their friends and, yeah you know do f- dumb teenage stuff and stuff like that so i do think that's like a really important distinction to make like yes your family can love you but there's a lot of people feel unfulfilled if they don't have friends and, and things exactly. like that. And friends are actually incredibly important for your mental health. They've done studies 
um yeah that the, if you don't have any friends in your adult life you are likely to die earlier really yeah they specifically because you probably have more depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and all that specifically female friends are better yeah um fun that study. does make sense i i have said like i feel like girls with friends i mean obviously guys have friends too and mm-hmm. i do like a good bromance but like i do feel like girls like share more and are more like i think that's the patriarchy at work yeah that's probably part of it definitely yeah but they do say friendship is incredibly important and that you, sh- you should tame- you should maintain friends and your significant other is not your friend no it's different it's a it's totally a diff- different it's relationship. a totally different relationship because there are people who are like oh well my significant other is my friend and i'm like no, no it's a very different relationship. you need another friend one that's not friends with your significant other too probably well <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can share some but you should also keep some separate um anyway friends are great mm-hmm. you should make them if you don't have any <laughs> that's your advice i mean that sounds you it shouldn't make them if you don't have any. i was talking directly sorry i was talking directly to adults that kind of lost touch with their friends because they felt <laughs> like i'm an adult now friendships all to the wayside i think you should go make some friends my apologies yeah. i wasn't talking about the people who don't have friends because the <laughs> they try they can't get any for various reasons my, yeah, apo- sound my sympathies for those for those of you that are like that uh, and yeah if you're a teenager keep in contact with those friends because me and erin have been friends since like sixth grade yeah right. you, also but you're not fret when you lose friends contact with some of your high school friends because it happens of, it happens you move on all right let's move on from our advice hour <laughs> um yeah anyway <laughs> hannah's backstory great time that's it fun all around <laughs> oh also i just because i wrote this in my notes here um somebody i read a review that somebody wrote of fruits baskets where they said it's like terrible and not emotionally deep and all that stuff and i just wrote in my notes fuck that person in their review because i'm crying <laughs> because like this really does make you feel all the feels oh 100 percent. i won't name this person's name because whatever i doubt they'll even listen to this but there was somebody who wrote a review saying fruits basket had no depth and complexity and like wasn't emotional and i was like excuse me did we watch the same or read the same thing like yeah the entire comment section was like um you're wrong yeah no one agreed with them uh yeah they're like <laughs> basket is fantastic yeah, it was one of those things where it's like really of all the things to pick apart you pick apart the characterization and emotional complexity is like that's what fruit baskets is all about it's, like, it's what it's known for doing like i can if you if you criticize it for being a bit slow paced or something yeah, like that i'd be I like see fair that. Maybe but like, like more action stuff yeah but like but saying it's not emotionally satisfying or whatever it's just like no no i've cried on multiple occasions <laughs> you're wrong yeah um anyway so i move on from yeah, that story chapter. to something equally fun and exciting <laughs> the, the, this this volume is very emotional like it's all individual and like episodic but like yeah so we have here taru and kyo going over to shishao's i think it's shishao's masters kazuma whatever you want to call him oh i call him kazuma that's what i was like what do you say it's shishao is a tokyo pop translation oh okay because i think master just sounds weird i don't i don't like when they're like they're like master and i'm like no that has a different (sighs) meaning um yeah so this also makes me cry but and this is also mixed with another storyline as well but this one doesn't bother me it's like it, I don't even remember what the storyline is because I'm pretty with sure the it's storyline where like Shigure is like, 
like giving Tora the advice about oh, the laundry. Oh, right, and all right, that. yeah, yeah. And like her future and her career. Like that's why it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. See, I skipped that part because it was so <laughs> unintwined that it didn't matter. Yeah, they kept it separate, but it's in those same yeah. episodes. It makes sense, uh, though, too, because I think Kyo talks, thinks yeah, about his future in that with, one. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so it makes sense. Um, so they go to his house. Mm-hmm. And, and he's looking mighty attractive with his short hair because he cuts his hair shorter. He does cut his hair shorter. He cuts the ponytail off. Uh, Toe like, was upset by it. She's upset by it. I was not upset yeah, by it because he looked it. hot. Uh, <laughs> this, all you had to do was cut the little ponytail off. Everything got better. Yeah. I don't even know how old he is. I don't know how old he's supposed to be. I would, I would assume at this point, late 30s, 40s. Yeah. Um, Good looking. Good looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> but... Oh, and it has a flashback, like, with, like, Kyo, because he said, like, I don't know, there's a lot of flashbacks with Kyo and this as a kid, but it, didn't he say, like, Kyo, like, liked his hair long, so it was, like, a superstition or something? Oh, yeah. I don't know if... And that's why he cut it off, because Kyo, like, he doesn't think he'd be bothered anymore. Yeah, or something like that. I think yeah. at some point... I don't know if he says it here, but, or if he says it at some point, someplace else or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, He's such a good dad. Also, apparently, because this is in the Tokyo Pop translation, there is um, specific things that are, like, in the blah, blah, blahs in the chapter blah 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 they're called blah blah blahs i didn't know that yeah they're literally called blah 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 they were called something much longer and then she shortened just to blah 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 and she writes random things in there like, i knew that she writes random things but i didn't know it was called a blah 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 mm-hmm. so like sometimes it has to do with her life sometimes it has to do with fruits baskets in this one she specifically stated that you can kill are getting taller oh yeah, yeah yeah um so they're getting taller apparently and uh, she mentions it. It's mentioned in the anime, too, because there's, like, Toru talking to him. And she's like, they're both getting, like, Kyo's getting so tall or whatever. I forgot. Yeah, because, I mean, it's the age they grow. They're teenage yeah. boys, so. But, uh. So, they go into the house. And Toru's like, I don't know. It smells like I burning. Smell, it smells like burning. <laughs> and then, like, Kyo, like, freaks out and run, runs in because apparently Kazuma cannot cook. And he's attempted to cook, but also read while cooking. Yeah, which I feel you. I've read my cooking, but usually I set a timer so I know because it's usually when I'm just using the oven and I set a timer. So I stop reading when the timer goes off. But he's just reading as the thing's cooking and burning. Yeah, he burned the stew. He burned the fish, (laughs) all this kind of stuff. Uh, The fire starts. Um, Me and him would not be a good mix. Then we'd just both be reading. (laughs) Yeah. And so Kyo is like, why'd you cook if, you know, you can't cook? And he's like, I really felt like I could do it today. Yeah, he's like, I just had a feeling. And Kyo was like, well, (laughs) you didn't. So it didn't work out. Yeah, and then Toru was like, oh, I'll cook. And Kyo's like, no, you can't make your guests cook. And Kazuma's like, sure, yeah, cook, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, and Kyo's like, stop it. (laughs) Um, So they go then, and then he, Kazuma says he'll help Toru, and Kyo says, no, leave it alone, I'll help Toru. Oh, and then Toru's like, Kyo's a good cook. He cooked for you that one time. He's like, oh, he cooked for you? And then Kyo gets so embarrassed, like, no, get out, get out of here. It's so cute. Like, like, it's definitely such a teenage moment. Yeah, like, he's embarrassed that, like, his dad knows about his crush. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, oh. Like, oh, he cooked for you? <laughs> yeah, and then this is kind of when you, you this is when you meet Kinomitsu, um, yes. who is Kazuma's student and also, like, assistant secretary thing. Uh-huh. And he's been around, despite the fact that he looks very young, he has been around since Kyo was a child. I mean, I guess he could have been, like, a, a teenager. teenager or something, because he was a student. Um, yeah, so, it's, and then, so he they just talk a, a little bit about Kyo and, like, how he's kind of lightened up and, you know, he's not as 
gloomy and hard and whatever as he yeah, was before and then he tells Toru that if she ever wants he can tell her all the embarrassing stories about Kyo as he's a kid and then starts talking about like a stain on the wall that used to scare him and then Kyo also flips out about that <laughs> yeah he's like stop that <laughs> yeah um and then the, yeah because the stain that he cried I really like that picture where like Kyo is like little, little Kyo is hugging Kazuma and like he's holding yeah. him tight and I'm like <laughs> so adorable so, yeah and Kazuma's such a good dad he, he really is. is he's he's his dad he's his true dad yeah um and then so they get co- so they're starting to cook or whatever and then you hear the phone ring or the door knock on the anime oh and Toru brings up the stain too yeah but she's like that is scary but, does it still scare you yeah or was that that after? was after oh, yeah okay. um and so oh yeah but the phone rings but the phone rings and so like kinemito goes and gets it and he comes back and he's just like hey you know i have a message for you and it's, he says this in private so like kyo doesn't hear this yeah and he's like you know it was kyo's father he would like to meet you that you discuss something or whatever and kazuma looks kind of like Ugh. yeah yeah that's why i'm okay with this being combined with that other storyline because they're both about kyo's future because mm-hmm. kyo's dad wants to talk about things about his future so mm-hmm. It does make sense that they combine this type of stuff. Yeah. And so then he goes, so Kazuma goes and tells Kyo that he's going to, he has to go somewhere. It's short notice. He has to go like meet somebody. Yeah. And, and then he'll be back to he'll eat be, with them. He'll be back to eat with them. And Kyo is just like, what's wrong? Did something happen? And he's mm-hmm. like, no, it's fine. Then he makes fun of Kyo and says like, oh, are you going to be okay? You used to always look so sad when I left. And yeah. Kyo's like, stop it. I'm not a little kid anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's when, like, the stain thing, I think the stain thing comes oh, up yeah. more. Oh, yeah, and she's like, does it still scare you? And he's like, no, it doesn't still scare me. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it also, it. this is also a moment where, like, um, when Kyo thinks about the fact that Kazuma said to him, like, oh, when your mind and body get bigger, this won't be so scary anymore. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell, like, you was talking about the stain to, like, younger Kyo, but you can tell that Kyo is thinking that more about his current problems. Like, mm-hmm. if when I'm older and bigger, like, are the fears I have now not going to scare me as much kind of thing because Kyo knows that he's going to be because this conversation Kazuma's going to have with his dad is about in this episode Kazuma's so hot and he's dad of the year <laughs> I'm like what <laughs> I'm like really <laughs> trying to have a serious conversation about Kyo's future <laughs> well this is my notes about this episode <laughs> it's about how hot he is well Kyo's dad wants to talk about Kazuma but locking Kyo in the room oh yeah fuck Kyo Kyo's dad like deserves death. He deserves death. Hana deserves. Hana should use her powers to kill him, because I fuck fucking hate this guy. He's not his dad. He's a sperm donor. Yeah, but um, fuck this man. But Kyo knows he's gonna get locked in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's I, been mentioned. Already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been mentioned that like there's like the the cat's room. Yeah, or the whatever. cat's room. Oh yeah, def- or house it, it, or whatever. No, it definitely has. Um, yeah, and so like Kyo knows he's going to him and all that kind after of stuff. His house. I have to high school, which is why like he's. You know, that's why he's like, future plans, what does it matter for? Like, yeah. Kind of, like, almost kind of, like, he's, I, yeah, we, we haven't touched on something else. I think that's later. But, like, so, so Kazuma goes, it doesn't want to, like, tell him, like, I'm going to go meet your dad because, you know, that's no fun. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. In my notes, I wrote about Kyo's dad. Fuck you, you motherfucking piece of shit. You are not his dad. Can you tell how much I love Kyo's real dad? <laughs> well, biological dad. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's such like, a, he's such an ass. So Kazuma goes to meet him and like, he's, you know, and uh, he, Kyo's dad is like, I call, 
I called you here to like talk about like locking Kyo up. You think it's like like it's not fair that he gets to enjoy high school and not yeah. be locked up. And he's like, you should understand because your grandfather was the cat and he killed his mother and like saying all this stuff. Yeah, like, like Kyo killed his mom and like my wife. You don't know all the pain I've gone through. He, he's like. And it, he's like, it bothers me that that thing gets yeah. to live outside. That thing gets to do this. That thing leaves a carefree life and blah, blah, blah. But before this. This is why I hate him. <laughs> yeah. But even before this, like, Kazuma was like, why are we talking about this now? Kyo still has, like, over a year before he graduates. Yeah. And, like, the dad's like, I'm just anxious that he's living out in the world and blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of just like, what? And Kazuma's very calm with the whole thing. And he's just like, he's like, I know you'll work with me to, like, put Kyo in the room. And Kazuma's like, no. No. If anything, I'll fight it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going to fight it. He's like, I'll fight against anybody. And, like, and he calls him his son at one point, too. Like, I'll protect my son. And I'll I'm like, my son. And then yeah. Kyo's biological dad sperm donor whatever he is was like you don't actually love him you're not his father like you're just doing this for the money because even the cat like you get compensated compensated he's like how dare you like he's my son like it's like a really big moment yeah she's like how dare you he's my son like i'm gonna protect him you know for as long as i live even if i have to go against akito like basically saying all that yeah because like the dad was like well you know the head of the family's not gonna like that and kazuma's like well fuck that i don't care because he's not part of the zodiac like he's not like yeah he doesn't care like he's just like no he's like i'll protect kyo as as much as he needs protecting like he's just like fuck you guys like Like, he doesn't even consider kyo a person no like he calls him a thing the thing or the creature or like like what type of person i don't know like <laughs> yeah it's disgusting it's just it really like, is disgusting yeah and like uh Cos- this is why like cosmo is such a great dad like I yeah cosmo compares um Him kyo's to dad yeah to kyo's dad to like kyo. the anger yeah the anger and like the despair and like and he basically tells him to grow up yeah he's like kyo's starting to grow up and realizing that like anger isn't good like you should try it too <laughs> yeah like he does, he's not even like subtle about no, it he's, he's not he's just, like, he's, like burn yeah he's like you should grow up <laughs> Yeah. Like, you remind me of Kyo when he's younger, but he's growing up. You should try it too. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. Yeah, and that's, like, kind of basically the whole. Yeah, he, like, chapter. walks out on him and he's like, screw you. And then yeah. he goes, and then they go back and have lunch. They go back to have lunch and, like, Kazuma, like, you know. Ba- like, and he doesn't Kyo tell Kyo head. about that he saw the dad. No, but he pats him on the head and he's like, you know, I'll protect you or whatever. And Kyo's just like, what? Like, yeah. And then they eat curry. Mm hmm. But it's, yeah, it's cute. This makes me cry. This and Hannah's backstory both make me cry. Volume 9 is an emotional volume for me. I mean, a lot of volumes are, but I cry very easily. Yeah. And the next chapter is, like, super lighthearted. The next chapter is so... So the next and last chapter is very lighthearted and very short to the fact that it's only, like, nine minutes of an episode, Mm -hmm. like, when they show it on the anime. All it is is really setting up the summer house. Yeah. So, essentially, there's a storm going on. I assume well, it's... They the... cut that kind of out of the anime, though. Oh, yeah, they forgot. Oh, yeah, I forgot. No, so, it's, no, no, it's still raining. It's still raining, but they cut, like... Okay, so, like, yeah, there's, like, a whole storm stuff happening in the manga, and it's raining in the anime, but, like, more happens in the manga with that that they just cut out completely in the anime. Yeah. Which didn't bother me, but Eren, I feel like, was bothered more <laughs> I, by I, it. Yeah, it bothered me. I don't know why. I just didn't like it um so it opens up with like kyo uh not kyo sorry uh yuki toru and shigure just sitting at the table and then or that's an anime the manga opens up with momiji opening the door and Mm -hmm. they're being there screaming about going to the summer home yeah it's like oh the summer home yeah so basically either way momiji within the first couple panel minutes invites him to a summer summer home tomorrow (laughs) because yeah god forbid momiji give a warning Cause, and they're like, I guess, so rich. 
that they have all these homes. Yeah, the, yeah the entire family of rich people. Uh, yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's like, he rented the summer home. I don't even know how long it was supposed to be for. Oh, I love in the anime, though, where he's like, they come out or whatever, because he doesn't do that in the manga. Yeah. It's like, they come into her. It's like, Shige- what are they? Shigure does that. Oh, yeah, Shigure. And he's like, he's like they or whatever and he kept just saying they and toru is getting scared and then momiji comes in yeah and like scares toru yeah but so they invite to the summer home and then like shikide is like oh don't you guys have like homework or whatever and yuki and momiji are like oh we're almost done because oh, yeah, they accuse him like he's like don't you have work he's like i'm fine and they're like don't you guys have homework yeah and, and then, then toru is like <gasps> freaking out yeah because she also she has a lot of homework and she hasn't really done it yeah um and so momiji and and momiji goes to tell kyo too about the summer house yeah well first momiji and yuki they all do their homework and then momiji leaves so yeah, that yeah, you yeah, can yeah. go help toru with her. Like, i'm so sorry and then like yuki's like can't we just delay this a couple days like so, yeah. why do we have to rush so like basically toru's like i'm so sorry momiji's like it's fine she's like he's like thinking about the stag beetles and she's like yeah think about the fireworks and yuki's mind is like can't we just delay it a day yeah. like also in the anime at this part momiji mentions how he invited like Oh, everybody. Well, everybody, but in the manga, they actually don't invite the other Zodiac members until the second chapter of, um, like, the second chapter of volume 10. So, but they kind of combined it in the anime a little bit, and some of them are there earlier than they are in the manga. Yeah. Um, and so Momiji leaves. So to- did we mention what episode this is? We don't have to. Oh, but it's season two, episode six. It's like the first nine minutes of it. Yeah, and then Momiji goes and gets Kyo, because um, Toru had mentioned that Kyo doesn't is not feeling well, but we already know that Kyo doesn't like rainy days. Yeah, yeah, we learned that earlier. Yeah, so he goes and he's just like Kyo, and basically Kyo's like, I don't feel like dealing with you. I'm tired. Leave me alone. Yeah. And he's like, I understand. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> and then proceeds to yell about the summer home, and Kyo's like, You don't understand at all. Yeah, if you understood, you wouldn't be yelling right now. Yeah, and so. Kyo, they have a slight argument or whatever, but mm-hmm. like Momiji's like, you're gonna come, right? And then like Kyo eventually says, yes, I've got to come. And uh, Momiji was like, you're a lot nicer than you used to be. Yeah, because he was like really calm about it. Because even with the hot spring, I feel like he wasn't that calm about it. Yeah, and like, like well, you're really nice now. Like, yeah, and then Kyo didn't hear him, so he was like, what? And he, Momiji's like, nothing. Um, and then like he asks them where to get stag beetles. Oh, yeah. And this was something me and Aaron, because in the manga, they keep talking about like, oh, like, where do you get stag beetles in the wild except for a department store? And I'm like, a department store? Like, like why would there be stag beetles in an apartment store? And then later on in like volume 10, they also mentioned about getting beetles at a store. So like we looked it up and apparently in Japan, you can get beetles at a store. Yes, you can buy them. So that we were like, oh, oh OK. Because like for us, that's weird. Like maybe if they said at a pet store, I wouldn't be as weird. But the yeah, fact that he said the department, department store, store and I'm like what yeah i'm like why why why, why would store? you go to a department store to buy beetles but i go who knows i don't know yeah maybe it was just mistranslation or something i don't maybe know maybe it was but apparently you can buy beetles at the store in japan yes they range from 400 yen to twenty thousand yen i'm no, sorry about 2000 yen which is about like 20 yeah which is about <laughs> four to twenty dollars <laughs> um some of them can go for more than that um I guess like rare beetles. I don't know. I have no idea. Large <laughs> ones. I have no desire to collect them whatsoever. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go collecting beetles. They're also invasive to us. So I'm, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I don't know enough about. But I'm pretty sure they're invasive. Quote her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. 
so also I, I think this is where it differs from the anime and the manga because in the manga isn't this where the glass breaks yes oh they talk about the hat first oh yeah the hat you're right you're right so they talk about so you we've seen the hat before because momiji left so it's like yuki and toro alone in Tora's room yeah so you can so you see the hat they foreshadowed the hat before this yeah. but yuki now asks her about the hat because he's like that's not your hat like it doesn't mm-hmm. look like something you'd have and she's like oh when i was a kid i got lost and, like, a boy gave me this hat. And, like, it reminds me of the happy time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you could see Yuki, Yuki was going to go say something to her about and it. And didn't. And then, well, he then the he didn't. It's the, the thing breaks through the glass at that moment. Yes. So, in the manga, something breaks through the glass because of the storm. Mm-hmm. The anime, they completely cut that out. Yeah, I think Momiji just might barge in. I think in. Momiji just comes back in, yeah. yeah but I they can't... cut out the glass breaking. Yeah, the, the glass breaks. I mean, it's really not that important. I like it why i don't know something about it i'm attached to, go to fixing the windows and stuff like it's really not that big of a deal i mean a character later a character later was like i didn't break the glass if that's what you're thinking so maybe like it does like get mentioned again mm-hmm. in the manga but like the it anime was, like, just two pages later it wasn't even like yeah, <laughs> but, yeah same chapter same chapter yeah anyway i think i also just like the fact that momiji comes in and is just like it's like stop wind i command you yeah yeah. he yells at the wind i yeah. guess it's funny yeah i don't know this thing about it i just I think like they condensed it because this episode in the anime is three chapters like they put this last chapter of volume nine and the first two chapters of volume 10 all in one episode so yeah. i feel like they were just trying to condense it yeah so they just cut out the glass breaking yeah anyway the glass breaks i'm sad it wasn't in the anime <laughs> let's move on i guess um so it, nothing really happens with them after that um they, oh yeah sh- yeah shigure says he's gonna go to the beach with them yeah she he meets them later he doesn't go with them right away yeah because he has to wrap some stuff up but in the meantime mm-hmm. um another character shows up well this is after they leave they all leave except for shigure oh not in the manga oh not in the manga. okay so this is another difference between manga and anime in the anime they leave for the beach house and then this character comes I guess in the manga, they're all there at the same time, but they don't see this character? No, because she walks... So, Shigure's room, because it's an old Japanese... Because it's a Japanese okay. traditional house, they have multiple doors that open up in multiple areas and stuff like that. Okay, okay. So, Shigure's office has a door that just opens up to the outside. And that's that where, makes more sense. And that's where Rin comes in, because he opens the door and he sees Rin there. And that's, yes. where, and that's when Rin's like, just to let you know, I didn't break the window. <laughs> like, she's like, that yeah. wasn't me. So, it, it was a different order, because in the anime, she comes after they leave for the beach house. Yes. But she still comes either way. Yeah so reen comes which i can't remember if we've seen her in the manga at this point we have um, seen she's definitely mentioned because remember um yeah, no, she's mentioned with haru Har- i think hero at one point visits her in the hospital but it's like quick yeah but i don't think she this is really the first time you really fully see her yeah and again she's mentioned because like when haru talks about getting dumped and stuff yeah so this is, this first, is who dumped him <laughs> yeah this is the first time you really seen you see reen i love reen yeah um, i love reen though like i she's a great character she's definitely like my girl crush in this anime yeah <laughs> i like her alice looks a lot more than i, I do i but, think but. okay so like a little backstory to young middle school alex young middle school alex was had was had a really big horse phase i loved horses and i guess is this is spoiling which her zodiac sign yeah, whatever she's the year she's the horse but there's so few left yeah so like i had like a really big like horse obsession when i was younger and like i don't know i just really loved her i loved her character in general and then she was the horse and it was just like the best of everything <laughs> yeah and so she, it, the ending of this is super cryptic because basically reen comes in and it's just Makes like them look like they're gonna fuck it, it does <laughs> 
But like she's like asking she get a oh yeah and she doesn't say what she's talking about so like it's, that's why it's like confusing it's not as confusing to us because like we know what's gonna happen but like I can understand like reading or watching this for the first time being like what yeah because she's just like, like I know what I want you know what I want and he's like and then he's like do you think I'm a simple man she's like no I don't and I'm like I have no idea what the conversation like even knowing what the conversation's about like the it's comment that he, confusing the comment that he's like do you think I'm a simple man and I'm like well because I think why? because I guess like she is kind of trying to seduce him a little bit yeah maybe that's what he meant like I, talking about that maybe i don't like, know Like you think i'll fall for that kind of thing yeah but it does look like very sexual like yeah and i think she's doing it on purpose i think she is trying to seduce him yeah and she is like no <laughs> he's not taking it yeah she's also like much younger than him as well so yeah she's she, still in high school she's, yeah she's a year older than she's a year older them. than like toro and all yeah and he's like 27 there's probably like yeah nine, like probably nine years between them too yeah because there's 10 years yeah because there's 10 years between but not that yeah ones. but yeah that's how like the the volume ends yeah. is like that scene where it looks like and you see like her boobs like there's like a boob shot and it's you like worse see, in the anime you, yeah i think you only see the boobs in the anime you see like, her kind of see them like her bra and stuff like yeah. in the manga but they really make it worse yeah. in the anime in the, okay so reen style is basically she, she's hot but. so reen style <laughs> is basically like you see her bra this is all just the me time thirsting over everyone <laughs> yeah you see her bra she has like that very like early 2000s like kind of like goth girl like mm-hmm. but like very skin tight like more sexual and the boots and like yeah and like yeah i don't think there's an outfit she wears that she chooses for herself in which her you don't so, don't see her bra like i'm not talking about bra straps i'm talking like full-on like you see the yeah like the, the cuff and stuff, and stuff. Like, it's very early like mid 2000s like it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a 2000 look because i've seen it before and like other things but yeah and she's got like the all the necklaces like well haru kind of has more of like a goth punk kind of look mm-hmm. and so did she does too so yeah they definitely their styles match <laughs> apparently haru makes his own like, accessories yeah which is cool so cool touch yeah yeah but, that, but that's it that's, that's it. that is volume nine and it sets up volume 10 which is gonna be all about the summer home erin's favorite <laughs> well if you liked what you heard recommend us to a friend follow us on all our social medias in the description we'll put them because we have a curse in our name so some of them have one some of them have exclamation points and yeah i hope you like us if you have any questions comments concern just want to shoot us an email you can email us at anime bitches where the one is replaced no sorry the i is replaced by a one at gmail.com <laughs> well have a bitchin day